It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. The final score in the middle game of this three-game series between the L.A. Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. The Dodgers 2 and the Padres 1. Padres dropped to 18-16 and 16 with the defeat. Dodgers improved to 20-14, and 14, and now it sets up the rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow afternoon here at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Plenty of people still here inside the loft finishing up their beers, playing games of pool, uh, having a good time. Uh, not a great game for the Padres offensively here tonight. Just one run on five hits. They struggled against right-hander Dustin May, who was terrific in this game. Six scoreless innings for May. Picks up the win. Blake Snell, a really good outing here tonight. Six innings, two earned runs given up on 97 pitches. He made really one mistake, a two-run home run given up to Chris Taylor in the fourth inning. Those were the only runs the Dodgers scored in this game. It was a 2-0 game going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Padres had back-to-back doubles by Brett Sullivan and Fernando Tatis Jr. to make it a 2-1 game. Then Tatis went to third base on a ground out by Manny Machado uh, later in that eighth inning. The tying run was on third base with one out, but the Padres could not get that tying run in. Padres got a base runner on in the ninth inning, could not do anything with it, and that was the story here tonight. Chris Taylor, the two-run home run for the Dodgers in the fourth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr., an RBI double for the Padres in the bottom of the eighth inning. That was all the scoring, and the pitching on both sides here tonight was really, really good. Again, Snell, six innings, two earned runs given up. May was just a little bit better. Six scoreless innings, three hits allowed. He struck out six, walked one. Both bullpens were pretty good here tonight. Tim Hill, Brent Honeywell, Stephen Wilson combining for three scoreless innings out of the Padres pen. For LA, Caleb Ferguson, Bruce Star Gratterall, Evan Phillips uh, combining for three innings, one run given up, and Phillips picks up his fourth save. So the Padres drop the middle game of this series, and now they'll try to win the series and take two out of three tomorrow here at Petco Park. A lot to do on our post-game show. We'll have our game recap coming up, play back some of the highlights. We'll also go down to the clubhouse here at Petco Park, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, and much, much more to come. Again, the final score here, Dodgers 2, Padres 1. We get it rolling on our post-game show when we return on the Padres Radio Network. Power 
post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the lofts here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Again, the final score here tonight in the middle game of this three-game series, the Dodgers 2 and the Padres 1. Final totals once again for the Dodgers, just two runs, three hits, no errors for the Padres, one run, five hits, and no errors. Dodgers again improved to 20-14. and 14. Padres dropped to 18-16. and 16. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. We'll go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park in just a little bit. Here's some post-game reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Give out our nightly awards, a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, take your phone calls, and much, much more to come as the Dodgers win this one 2-1. to one. A lot to recap from this game. Let's begin with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Blake Snell and Dustin May were both rolling to begin the evening. Snell pitched three perfect innings on just 33 pitches to begin his night. May pitched three scoreless innings to begin his outing on 51 pitches, only allowing a couple of singles. Snell got the first two outs of the fourth inning, 11 up, 11 down. But he then walked Will Smith. Chris Taylor was next. Here's the 1-0. To Chris Taylor, and that's it in the air to deep left field. Soto's going back at the wall, looking up. It is going to go. A long home run out near the golf ball to the left of that second deck in left field. Chris Taylor's sixth of the year, and the Dodger cleanup hitter does just that. A two-run homer and a 2-0 Dodger lead. That was all Blake Snell allowed in the fourth inning. Snell and May continued to match zeros. Snell would walk a batter in the sixth inning, but that was the only other base runner he'd allow after the fourth. The final line on Blake Snell here tonight, six innings, one hit allowed, two earned runs, three walks. He struck out six, 97 pitches, the one hit was the home run to Chris Taylor. May was just a little bit better. Six scoreless innings. We went to the seventh inning. The Padres still trailing 2 nothing. Tim Hill pitched a 1-2-3 top half. Caleb Ferguson pitched a scoreless inning out of the Dodger bullpen. The Dodgers loaded the bases against Brent Honeywell in the top of the eighth inning, but Honeywell got a fly out from Chris Taylor to end the frame. That was big because in the bottom half of the inning, Brewstar Gratterall entered for L.A. Brett Sullivan hit a line drive to left field that got down. It skipped by Trace Thompson, a double. Fernando Tatis Jr. then hit a hard ground ball beyond the dive of Chris Taylor at third base. That was a double. It scored Sullivan, and just like that, the Padres had cut the deficit to 2-1, to one, and they had the tying run on second base with nobody out. Manny Machado grounded out to third base, but on the throw to first, Tatis ran to third. A really good base running play by Fernando Tatis Jr. That meant the tying run was 90 feet away with one out. But Gratterall got a ground out from Juan Soto with the infield drawn in. A comebacker off the bat of Xander Bogarts to end the inning. The Padres got one, but they could not tie the game. Padres trail 2-1, to one, going to the ninth inning. A scoreless ninth inning from Steven Wilson. In the bottom half, the Padres still trail 2-1. to one. It was Evan Phillips who faced Matt Carpenter and struck Carpenter out looking for out number one. Then a good plate appearance by Jake Cronenworth. He reached first base on a one-out walk, but Phillips struck out Ha-Sung Kim. The game was left up to Trent Grisham. 2-1 Dodgers with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Cronenworth will run again on 3-2. Pitch to Trent, swung on and missed strike three, and the ball game is over. 
Evan Phillips, a one-out walk to Jake Cronenworth, but he strikes out the side, and the Dodgers even the series as Chris Taylor's two-run homer in the fourth is enough. L.A. 2, San Diego 1. And that was the final here tonight. L.A. 2, San Diego 1. Chris Taylor, one of just three hits for the Dodgers, but it proves to be enough. The two-run home run in the fourth inning, propelling the Dodgers to a 2-1 win. Again, the Padres getting the run in the eighth inning, but they could not get any closer as the Dodgers again improved to 20-14. and 14. Padres dropped to 18-16. and 16. Let's go down to the clubhouse here at Petco Park. Here's some post-game reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. A tough one tonight, especially for Blake, who really threw the ball pretty well, except for one pitch, I guess. One pitch, yeah. Um... Change up. He had a good change up tonight. He's been working with some other pitchers here recently, but you know, give up one hit, did walk three. Usually, have a chance to win a game. It looked like he had pretty good fastball command tonight as well. Some of the best that he's had this season. Probably so. Yeah, up, down, in, out with it. Was dotting it pretty good. You know, against that lineup, you, you have to be pretty good, especially with your fastball. You got to try to get ahead. He did all those things. Dustin made just super tough with the movement that he has on the ball. Yeah, and the you know he cuts it too. You're not really sure which way it's going to go. You know, sometimes he cuts it, sometimes he sinks it. Throws just enough off speed and a few changeups to keep you off balance. But it was moving pretty good tonight. You're thinking in the inning with Fernando on second base and the need of your order coming up. That's usually a chance you're going to get a run there. Yeah, it is. So you know we get him over to third with one out and couldn't get him in there unfortunately, but uh, yeah, that was probably an opportunity we missed. Were you largely pleased with how you guys, I mean, you were tr- clearly trying to make May maybe make a mistake or throw some balls, and he just wasn't? But we- yeah, it's as good as we've seen. I mean, you know, he's pitched some good games, and obviously he's pitched some really good games this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of splitting the plate, going either direction, <coughs> throwing hard. You know, just enough off speed to keep us off balance. Did it work out a little bit other than not scoring? I mean, getting him out, making him get to 99 pitches after six innings, getting him out, you've got three innings to... Yeah, you know, well, I mean, you'd like to do some damage off him, you know, especially a couple times around the lineup, at least, you know, your third time, but, you know, couldn't do that. Um, You know, our one big opportunity was off Gratterall in the eighth and couldn't cash in. When Juan rolls over like that, when a lot of other things would have done the job like what happens there just got the head out too quick i mean it's what happens you know he's got a really good fastball at a high velocity and a breaking ball that you know he throws well too uh, you know just got got the head out a little too quick you guys looked at a at a few strike threes and looked at a bunch yeah. of, is that a product of just may's movement on his pitches and that kind of thing i guess i mean i haven't seen really seen the strike zone and how it played out you know, to me, the one the carp leading off the inning looked like a ball to me, but uh, I can't tell in and out. Just more up and down from where I am. Fernando, does it look like he's, I mean, obviously the power was there yesterday, but does it look like he's kind of getting comfortable at the plate, especially like kind of taking what he's pitched and going where he needs to go with it? Yeah, I mean, you know, and it comes up, you know, in big situations, you always feel really good about him being up, too. You know, three more hits tonight, settling in pretty nicely, you know, after a good night last night. So, um, average now it's close to 300 
What can you say about the fact that, that Blake's... It, it, it seems like he started a little slow, but every single start he's gotten a little bit better across, along the way. What Without a doubt, That's yeah. And command the whole bit. You know, maybe not, you know, this early in the season hitting his top velocity yet, but like you said earlier, he was spotting his fastball on both sides of the plate and, you know, throwing it up and down as well. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park after the Padres 2-1 to loss to the L.A. Dodgers here tonight in downtown San Diego. Sam Levitt ba- back with you uh, inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Good to have you with us on this Saturday. Uh, a couple of notes there uh, off what Bob Melvin said. Obviously, Dustin May was very, very good in this game. Six scoreless innings, three hits allowed, walked one, struck out six. Certainly one of those games where you tip your cap to Dustin May I think this game was much more about him how good he was than necessarily the Padres offense struggling uh you know look the Padres offense has had a a pretty good run here and today they ran into a guy in Dustin May who was really in complete command uh from the opening inning in fact the Padres didn't have a runner on second base until the eighth inning in this game so uh, May did a great job. Ferguson, a scoreless seventh inning. Gratterall ends up giving up the run in the eighth inning. But the Padres, and this is the, the spot where it, it really hurt. The Padres, after the back-to-back doubles by Sullivan and Tatis, they then had Tatis on third base with one out in a spot where uh, Juan Soto, he needs a fly ball to get the run in, couldn't do it, hit a ground ball to second base. That was out number two. Xander Bogarts, it's a ground ball back to the pitcher for out number three. So the Padres had a really, really good uh, chance to tie this game in the eighth inning. They got one run, could not get two, and then they had the one-out base runner in the ninth inning against Evan Phillips. But Phillips bouncing back to strike out Ha-Sung Kim and Trent Grisham. Before we go to break, let's focus on Blake Snell because a a good uh, question there by A.J. Cassville of MLB.com in the press conference you know, Blake has continued to get better and better and better, and it has been a progression for him. Now going back four or five starts, you look at the start previous to this one, six innings, three earned runs given up, no walk, struck out seven. The outing on April 25th against the Cubs, five innings, two earned runs given up, uh, five strikeouts, walked five. This was still when the walks were really an issue for Blake Snell against Atlanta. The the previous outing, five innings, two runs against the Mets. The outing before that, uh, five innings, three earned runs given up. So he's got better and better. This was the best he's been here tonight. Six innings, two earned runs given up. I know. Well, you could you could argue that the last start against Cincinnati on. Monday, you could argue maybe that one was better. I mean, take your pick, but he made one mistake here tonight. I mean, Blake Snell gave up one hit in this game. It was the home run to Taylor. But other than that, he was really good. Now, he did issue a walk with two outs in the fourth inning. Um, Look, it came back to bite him, a two-out walk, and then the home run to Taylor. So, um, you know, look, the the walk did come back to bite him, but on most nights you hope the Padres' offense can back up Blake Snell, back up their pitching more than they did here tonight. To me, the story was not Blake Snell. He was really good in this game. Six innings, two earned runs given up. The story uh, really was Dustin May, how good he was, and the Padres unable to get the offense going 
really at any time aside from the eighth inning and when they had an opportunity to tie the game in the eighth inning. They could not quite get that second run. So we'll continue to break this one down. We'll take your phone calls, also give out our nightly awards, and much, much more to come as we wrap this one up from Petco Park. Again, the final score, Dodgers 2, Padres 1. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. continues here on the Padres radio network final score here tonight the Dodgers two and the Padres one Sam Levitt with you on our post game coverage from inside the lofts here at the Western Metal Building in downtown San Diego beautiful night here at Petco Park another tremendous crowd 42,402 the crowd here tonight the 12th sellout already of the season here in downtown San Diego the crowds continue to be tremendous had a lot to cheer about last night on the offensive side of things not all that much uh, to cheer about here tonight offensively for the Padres aside from the one run scored in the eighth inning we'll continue to break this one down take your phone calls and much more coming up phone number to call 833-288-0973 again 833-288-0973 But just to recap it again, in case you're just joining us, Blake Snell, Dustin May, both were really, really good in this game. Snell went six innings, two earned runs given up. Chris Taylor, the two-run home run in the fourth inning. And let's go back to that fourth inning and, and kind of break down what was going on. Because to that point in the game for Blake Snell, it was perfect he was 11 up 11 down a one two three frame in the first inning struck out two in the second struck out one in the third struck out Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman or, or I should say struck out Betts and then got a fly out from Freeman uh, to begin the fourth inning so to that point 11 up 11 down walks Will Smith first base runner for the Dodgers in the game and then Chris Taylor hit the two run home run uh, so look the two out walk certainly came back to bite Uh, Blake Snell in that fourth inning but again this was a good outing for Snell and I think you could argue his best outing of the year now he walked three didn't walk any the last time out did give up three runs the last time out gave up two this time take your pick he's been much better uh, last couple of starts and the command despite the three walks in this game was was much better once again and certainly at the very start I mean he was on fire uh, he was in command, 11 up, 11 down, and, and ends up uh, walking Smith, home run to Taylor, walking Muncy. So if you really want to look at it, I mean, he was excellent in this game. Really, aside from a span of three batters, from Smith to Taylor to Muncy in that fourth inning, but that's baseball, right? Sometimes it can be a span of a few batters that can totally change a game. But again, here tonight, one run on five hits for the Padres, uh, not going to get it done on many nights. And uh, look, the Padres in this game were one for four with runners in scoring position. That one hit came from Fernando Tatis Jr. in the eighth inning. It's something we focused on in the pregame. We focused on it uh, a bunch of times already this year. With runners in scoring position, Padres went one for eight last night. Uh, They ranked 29th coming into tonight's game. Uh, As far as batting average with runners in scoring position this season, uh, it's an area where the Padres uh, certainly could use some improvement overall, even though uh, they've done a better job scoring runs in this uh, this last 14-15 game stretch. Even with the loss here tonight, the Padres have still won 10 of their last 15. So 
Uh, one of those games here tonight where he didn't get a whole lot of offense, uh, some missed opportunities late in the game, and uh, I think uh, this is one of those you shake off, and hopefully he can win this series tomorrow. Certainly a series win tomorrow would be tremendous. Uh, I think any of these series against the Dodgers, if you can take two out of three, uh, it's great. It's uh, it's what you want to do against your uh, NL West rival, but uh, did not go the Padres' way here tonight. Again, we'll take your phone calls here coming up, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, as always, if you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at us at 973thefansd, or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also hit me up on Instagram, Sammy Lev, there as well. For the TikTok community out there, Find me at Sammy Levitt on there. Shoot me a message. Send me a tweet. And if you have something worthwhile reading on the air, or I should say worth reading on the air, I might just do that. And uh, we'll see if we get any uh, good messages, good tweets here tonight. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware well this is a tough one here tonight because everything in me wants to give it to blake snell six innings two earned runs given up if this were a padre win i think no doubt it's blake snell but it's hard not to give it to Dustin May of the Dodgers here tonight. He went six innings, no runs given up, three hits allowed, walked one, struck out six, and the big difference in this game was Snell giving up the two-run home run to Taylor and May going six scoreless. I mean, that was one of the big differences in this game. So May was really, really good. I thought his stuff was really good, and, and we said it in the pregame show. He's been very good this year, aside from one outing. He's given the Dodgers pretty good length so far this year, and he's a very talented right-hander. Missed most of last year, most of 2021 uh, with Tommy John surgery, but he's a, a very good young right-hander. Certainly still has so much promise, and he showed that here tonight against this very talented, very dangerous Padres offense. So, it hurts my heart a little bit because I think if this game had gone a little bit differently, it's Blake Snell, but it's hard not to give our ace pitcher to Dustin May here tonight with the way this game played out. So Dustin May, our ace pitcher of the game. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, phone number to call if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. Taking your tweets and your messages as well if you want to get involved on our post-game show. Again, the final score, Dodgers 2, Padres 1. We continue from the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. After this, I'm Sam Levitt on the Padres Radio Network. here from the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Dodgers 2, Padres 1, as the Dodgers take the middle game of this three-game series here in downtown San Diego. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park on this uh, very nice Saturday evening. Hope you had a great Saturday. Maybe you're on the way home from your Saturday evening plans. Maybe you're on the way 
to dinner right now. Whatever you're doing certainly could be on the way home from the game uh, here tonight. Another tremendous crowd, 42,400 plus in the building, 12 sellout already here at Petco Park this season. A quick preview of tomorrow, first pitch at 4.10 p.m. Our pregame coverage will begin at 3.10. Right-hander Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres, left-hander Julio Urias on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers. So a very, very good pitching matchup tomorrow between San Diego's own Joe Musgrove and Julio Urias. I think it will be Joe's first outing here at home right i'm not wrong about that am i i'm double checking there are probably people yelling at the radio right now because uh they remember easier than i do no he made one start on the road and then one start in mexico city right so this will be uh, uh joe musgrove's first start here at petco park so that will be certainly exciting tomorrow and he's uh doing it against uh, the rival the la dodgers tomorrow again first pitch at 4 10 it'll be the rubber game of this three-game series. Uh, shout out to uh, a couple of people who came by, uh, big fans of the post-game show here. They brought uh, uh, Maya uh, with them and uh, came, said hello, took some photos. We had a, a bunch of people come up after the game here tonight. We had somebody uh, spill their beer uh, as well uh, right by us up here, but we're okay. I'm dry. No beer on me, but hey, it happens. We're inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. <laughs> you know, beers being uh, beers being consumed, and those things happen uh, when you have a beer. So uh, anyway, no big deal there. Uh, great to see uh, tons of people up here. Pre-game, post-game should be, I would imagine, another sold-out crowd tomorrow on this Sunday for the rubber game of this three-game series. We'll take your phone calls here coming up in a second, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. I think it's actually a very clear choice for relief pitcher of the game here tonight. It's got to be for the Padres side of things, and we'll stay on the Padres for this one. Brent Honeywell. In the eighth inning, at the time, a 2-0 game. Really, really critical moment. Bases loaded, two outs. He allowed a single to Miguel Rojas, a two-out single to Freddie Freeman, a walk to Will Smith that loaded the bases, but got a fly out from Chris Taylor to end that inning. Strand the bases loaded. Taylor, who hit the home run earlier in the game, and that kept it a 2-0 game. Tell you what, bottom of the eighth inning within a span of two batters, Padres have cut the deficit from 2-0 to 2-1 and then had the tying run on third base with one out. So what Honeywell did in that eighth inning was really important. And if the Padres come back, tie this game, win this game, I mean, we're looking at that eighth inning even more so than we are right now in in a winning scenario because that was huge. Getting out of that jam and keeping the deficit at two. Didn't quite work out on the offensive side of things uh, to uh, totally back up what Honeywell did, what Snell did here tonight, and uh, certainly Hill and Wilson in that conversation as well. But I think for the Padres here tonight, pretty clearly, Brent Honeywell, our relief pitcher of the game. So that's how it went down on the relief pitching side of things. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. 
which player had the biggest impact on today's game. Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight. Now, you could argue... It's Chris Taylor of the Dodgers because he hit the two-run home run that ended up being the decisive swing in this game all the way back in the fourth inning. But I can't do that. Not in a one-run Dodger win. We've got some other options. Why not Fernando Tatis Jr.? Three hits, three of the five the Padres had in this game, a single in the third, single in the sixth inning, RBI double in the eighth inning, made a great base running play on the Machado ground ball to third base to get himself 90 feet away with one out. He did a great job, Fernando, in this game. Three hits, the batting average is up to 297. He's had a great series. Two home runs yesterday, three out of the five hits here today on a night where the Padres struggled offensively against Dustin May. He had two hits against May. To me, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. on the Padres' side of things. So we'll go with Fernando for our player of the game. Just to zoom out for a second, look at what Fernando has done to this point since returning on April 20th. I mean, you look at the numbers. It's really good stuff. 297 batting average, four home runs, 10 RBIs, three doubles. The on-base percentage at 328. Probably will get that higher over time. Uh, some of the other numbers as well. But just the batting average, home runs, RBIs. He's, you know, he's been very, very important to this ball club. And um, going back to April 20th, well, we actually last night went a game back further since April 19th. The Padres are 10-5, and and all but one of those games has been played with Fernando Tatis Jr. So he's come back. He's been very productive. By the way, I mean, if you've watched these games, has Fernando, I know he made an error yesterday, uh, digging a ball out in the corner, ended up not really mattering, and just one of those plays where he bobbled it in the corner, running to it, no big deal. I mean, Fernando's been really good in right field as well. I think you have to be extremely impressed with what, Fernando's done in right field he looks comfortable um, I think more comfortable there than how he initially looked in spring training when he was playing there uh, nearly every day when he was playing in the Cactus League game so um, credit to Fernando he's been very very good in right field I mean I I really I can't think of a game or really even a, a singular play that has you know where he's looked uncomfortable um, he's been very, very good. So Fernando's been very good since returning. And again, he's our player of the game with three base hits here tonight. Three out of the five hits the Padres had in this ball game. All right, we'll uh, squeeze in some of your phone calls if you want to get them in on the other side of this break. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973, if you want to get involved. Also taking your tweets at 97.3 The Fan SD or on my Twitter, uh, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. We have a Shar on Twitter saying reliever of the game was Tim Hill. So let's, before we go to break here, let's examine uh, the option of Tim Hill. So Hill had a 1-2-3-7th inning on eight pitches. Okay, terrific. And Hill, his last outing was on Wednesday against the Reds. He had a a 1-2-3 inning on five pitches. So Hill, the last two outings, two scoreless innings on a grand total of 13 pitches. Pretty good. 
I get it. There's certainly an argument to it, but I went with Honeywell just because of the jam. Now, Honeywell worked himself into that jam, but at that point, you know, that game can get out of hand with one swing. You know, look, for reliever of the game, sometimes we have to go away where, yes, sometimes that reliever might get into the jam, but getting out of the jam is impressive. So tonight was Brent Honeywell, but Shar on Twitter, I, I, I see what you're saying with Tim Hill. Certainly a strong case for Tim Hill. All right, we'll continue on when we come back on the other side of this break. Again, the final score, the Dodgers 2, the Padres 1. Our postgame show, including the out-of-town scoreboard, is coming up when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, the final score, the L.A. Dodgers 2 and the San Diego Padres 1. As the Dodgers take the middle game of this three-game series, sets up a rubber game of this series tomorrow. More on that coming up in just a little bit. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Uh, we have uh, a lot of fans still here. We've got uh, fans to my right here with uh, a beer in hand. Are you listening on your phone right now? Uh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, all right. We uh, continue on our post-game show here, the final score, LA2, San Diego 1. By the way, I've seen uh, just a, a couple of terrific uh, Padre jackets here in the loft. I mean, two they look like custom made jackets i've never seen these before so i have to i have to find out where uh, where to get one of these jackets really really nice uh and you needed it tonight got a little bit chilly but a great crowd of 42,000 plus 12th sellout of the season here at petco park we'll get to your phone calls here coming up in a second we'll also get to the out-of-town scoreboard in a moment again in case you're just joining us uh, to recap this one a uh, one big swing really the big difference in this game chris taylor a two-run home run in the fourth inning gave the dodgers a two to nothing lead padres would get one back in the bottom of the eighth inning an, R- an rbi double by fernando tatis jr made it two to one Tatis was on third base with one out, but uh, the Padres could not get that run in. Uh, Juan Soto had an opportunity with Tatis on third base with one out, hit a ground out with the infield drawn in, and then Xander Bogarts uh, grounded out back to the pitcher, and that was the inning. The starting pitching, certainly a big story in this game, and both starting pitchers were great. Blake Snell made maybe his best start of the year. Six innings, two earned runs given up, one hit allowed, walk three, struck out six, 97 pitches. Dustin May was just a little bit better in the game. Six scoreless innings, three hits, one walk, struck out six. The bottom line is that, you know, Blake made that one mistake to Taylor, and May really did not. Padres did not have a runner on second base against Dustin May in this game. In fact, the Padres didn't have a runner on second base in this game until the eighth inning. When they did, they immediately took advantage on the Tatis RBI double, but uh, not enough here tonight. Padres had a one-out base runner on in the ninth inning against Evan Phillips, but Phillips bouncing back to strike out Hassan Kim and Trent Grisham to end the inning. All right, we uh, will get to the out-of-town scoreboard here in a second. We have a lot to get to with that. We have some play-by-play calls to play you as well. But let's uh, go to the phones, get to some phone calls here on the post-game show. We begin tonight with Don and Rancho Bernardo. Don, you're on the Padres Radio Network post-game show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Sammy. How about you? How about you? 
I'm doing all right. Nice evening at the ballpark. Uh, Padres win would have been great, but I can't complain. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I wish I could have made it tonight. Um, anyway, we, uh, you know, tonight kind of was reminiscent, unfortunately, of that middle game against the Reds a few few games ago. I don't know if you recall with the listeners. We were down by one in the 10th inning, uh, ghost runner on second, of course, no outs. Part of the order was there. I think it was Tatis was due up. We couldn't tie the game. Tonight we had the same situation, except uh, instead of Tatis was already on, on second, part of the order, starting with Manny. No outs, couldn't score. And, you know, it, if, if, that, if that's all that it was, man, uh, Sammy, just these kind of two instances, I'd say, ah, oh, well, you know, that's baseball. Yeah. And that is baseball, don't get me wrong. But still, as you mentioned earlier in the show, 29th in, in, in the major leagues in terms of, you know, scoring or batting with runners in scoring position. And we, this is the, it's a carryover from last year, too. You know, we just, for whatever reason, despite our, our star power on offense, we just are lacking. We don't have that it, that it factor. And I'm really worried about it. Um, last night was a ton of fun called in. We had a lot of fun kind of disregarded this, this lingering factor, but not sure how to change it. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Sammy, but, uh, that's my concern tonight. Well, certainly you and Don appreciate the goals call. Certainly you would, uh, you would love the number to come up with runners in scoring position. It's been an issue at times this year. Um, you'd like to think with the names in this lineup, naturally it will come up as they collectively, uh, hit the ball, you know, more consistently. I mean, look, we, we've talked plenty about it the first 25-ish games of this season. Um, some of the offensive inconsistencies, and that's part of the reason why the, the numbers with runners in scoring position have been lower than you would like. I, I'm hopeful that will come up. Um, I thought you, you actually made a good comparison to the game on Wednesday. Uh, not Wednesday, the uh, middle game of the series against the Reds on, uh, on Tuesday where, you know, it was similar in two ways. Number one, it was just a moment or two in that game. Uh, the Reds scoring one in the eighth inning, one in the tenth inning. Remember, Padres had a one nothing lead in that eighth inning, and then the Reds tied it, took the lead in the tenth inning. So same kind of game, same final score, in fact, 2-1, to one, where it was very slow offensively, really for both teams for the most part, but just uh, one pitch, two pitches, um, one mistake really w- was the big difference uh, in the game. And then you're right, you know, uh, on, on Tuesday night, the Padres had uh, a, a golden opportunity with runners on first and second and nobody out in the bottom half of the 10th inning. And Tatis Machado Soto went down after that uh, to end that game, and the Reds won it 2-1. to one. So it was similar in that sense. Um, look, it, it's no secret uh, you'd really like to see the, the numbers with runners in scoring position improve, especially with the names in this lineup. You would expect that by the middle of the year, end of the year, those numbers are better, and they're not uh, where they are ranking-wise. But, um, look, tonight, certainly that was uh, a big moment in this game, especially in the eighth inning uh, when they had to tease on third base and could not find a way to get him in with less than two outs. Hopefully uh, uh, hopefully they do better with runners in scoring position tomorrow and moving forward. Let's go to Jordan in San Diego calling in. Hi, Jordan. Hey there. Uh, I just had a quick kind of follow-up two, two-part question here for you. Mm-hmm. So his two best starts of the year, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's coincidence, but Sullivan's been catching him behind the plate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he had a hit tonight. Do you think with Nola's offensive struggles, there might be changes moving forward? 
Well, you, you know, Chase, uh, sorry, not Chase, Jordan, um, you know, and appreciate the call. Let's let's start with, with Sullivan catching here tonight because it's something that Bob Melvin spoke about on our pregame show, if you heard it. Um, it. It certainly was nice to see again Sullivan doing the catching for Blake Snell after, uh, in my mind, Sullivan really earned the start here tonight in that sense because Snell was really good the last time out. And if those two guys have, at least for the time being, found a connection, it's working, who knows? Maybe we see Sullivan catch him again. I don't think that's uh, necessarily out of the question. Good for Brett Sullivan. We've talked about him a bit. He's done a really nice job. Obviously had the big game on Wednesday with the two-run home run, four RBIs. Uh, and he's done a good job with his pitching staff. I've said it before. Brett Sullivan is somebody who you could tell from spring training was really well-received inside that clubhouse and, and has really done a, a very good job. So uh, I'll be interested to see if Brett Sullivan uh, catches Blake Snell is next time. Now, of course, Luis Camposano will come back at some point. As far as the playing time with Nola, um, you know, I don't know that we're going to see anything like a split with Brett Sullivan here. All the respect to Brett Sullivan. He's been great. Um, but Austin Nola is your, your starting catcher here still. Um, but with that said, before Luis Camposano got hurt, um, remember, there was a series there where they were going to split time, and maybe that was the plan moving forward. Camposano uh, got the injury, and, and we, we didn't really get a chance to see it, but um, I suppose it's possible with some of the offensive struggles overall this season for Austin Nola that we see other guys in that spot more often. We'll see how it looks going forward. Uh, but look, Brett Sullivan, just focusing on him, he's been really really good i mean and and again tonight with blake snell blake put it this way blake snell's two best outings of the year no doubt have come with brett sullivan now behind the plate the last one and here tonight will he continue to catch him as long as he's on the roster maybe we'll see uh probably not out of the question but we'll see what it looks like moving forward really nice job by brett sullivan and blake snell uh here tonight let's go to chase in san diego hi chase all right, no chase. Chase is gone. All right, so I guess we chased Chase away, if you will. Call back another time, Chase. Would love to uh, talk to you. Again, the final score, the L.A. Dodgers 2 and the San Diego Padres 1. Let's take a look at what went on today around the major leagues with our out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard here tonight. Everything going on in the major leagues. The Tigers beat the Cardinals 6-5 in St. Louis earlier today. The Cardinals dropping to 10-24. The final in 10 innings, Detroit 6, St. Louis 5. Spencer Torkelson, game-tying RBI single in that game. Akil Badu put the Tigers ahead in the 10th inning. The 1-1, swinging a fly ball, deep left, going back is Burleson, he's going to reach up, it's over his glove, and then over the wall in left, line drive, ground rule, double for Akil Badu, scores Jonathan Scope, and the Tigers take a 6-5 lead. That was Dan Dickerson on 97-1, the ticket in Detroit, again, as the Tigers win it 6-5 over the Cardinals in 10. The Cardinals are 10 
and 24. Hard to believe it has been a rough start in St. Louis. Cubs beat the Marlins 4-2 in Chicago earlier today. Nick Madrigal, a go-ahead two-run single in that game for the Cubs. Yankees beat the Tampa Bay Rays 3-2 in Tampa Bay. DJ LeMahieu had a go-ahead RBI double in the eighth inning. Harrison Bader also an RBI single in that game. Rockies beat the Mets in New York 5-2. Ezekiel Tovar had a two-run home run in that game for Colorado. Cleveland beat Minnesota 4-3 in Cleveland earlier. Josh Naylor, RBI single in that game. Josh Bell, RBI single. Padres ties for both Josh Naylor and Josh Bell, propelling the Guardians past the Twins. The Blue Jays beat the Pirates 8-2 in Pittsburgh. Brandon Belt, two-run double in that game. Kevin Kermeyer also had a two-run single. Cincinnati beat the White Sox 5-3 in Cincinnati today. A big moment for T.J. Friedel. Payoff pitch. And Friedel drives it deep right field, hit a ton, way back there, and gone! Three-run home run, T.J. Friedel. And the Reds are on top, 4-3. That was Tommy Thrall on WLW in Cincinnati. A's beat the Royals 5-4 in Kansas City earlier today. Estuary Ruiz, a two-run single in that game. Brent Rooker also had an RBI double. More Padres connections on this out-of-town scoreboard all over the place today. Red Sox beat the Phillies 7-4 in Philadelphia earlier. Rafael Devers, a two-run double. Rob Snyder also a two-run double in that game. Braves beat the Orioles 5-4 in Baltimore. Anthony Santander had a two-run double in the loss for the Orioles. Kevin Pillar, two-run home run, go-ahead shot. In the eighth inning, propelling Atlanta past Baltimore 5-4. Giants beat the Brewers 4-1 in San Francisco earlier today. Joey Bart, RBI, doubled in that game. Tyro Estrada had a two-run home run as well. Diamondbacks beat the Nationals 8-7 in Arizona. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., a game-tying solo home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Paven Smith, a walk-off walk with the bases loaded. Arizona wins it 8-7. Rangers beat the Angels 10-1 in Anaheim. Jonah Heim, RBI single in that game. Marcus Simeon also had an RBI base hit. And the Mariners beat the Astros 7-5 in Seattle. J.P. Crawford had a game-tying three-run double in the eighth inning, tied the game at three. Jose Caballero, a go-ahead two-run double in the eighth inning to make it 5-3 Seattle. And again, the Mariners go on to win that game by the final of 7-5. And that's look the out-of-town scoreboard on this Saturday in the major leagues. We told you about our relief pitcher of the game earlier. And I'll be honest, typically relief pitcher of the game does not cause a lot of controversy. But we had we had a tweeter earlier saying reliever of the game was Tim Hill. And now we have Randy on Twitter saying not giving it to Hill is a joke. Wow, I'm getting called out here tonight. Padres fans, they wanted Tim Hill for the relief pitcher of the game. I gave it to Brent Honeywell. I, I laid out the argument for Hill. He was very well deserving. I just I just went a little bit deeper with why I gave it to uh to Brent Honeywell. I mean, would I reverse it based on the fan reaction? I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, fans, I love you. I love the Padre fans out there. I love the people that listen every single night. But I have to have the power <laughs> of our of our nightly awards. I have to have the final say. 
It's going to be Brent Honeywell. Maybe Tim Hill will get it tomorrow. And Tim Hill has, has received relief pitcher of the game many times on our shows the last couple of years. So it'll be Brent Honeywell, but uh, fans out there, I appreciate the energy and the passion for relief pitcher of the game. No doubt about that. Taking a look at tomorrow's game. It'll be the rubber game of this three-game series between the Padres and the Dodgers. First pitch tomorrow at 4.10 p.m. Our pregame coverage begins here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network at 3.10. Again, the pitching matchup tomorrow. Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Julio Urias on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers. Tomorrow's game on the TV, ESPN, but a reminder... That's uh, myself, Jesse, Tony. We'll be here for you on the radio side of things. Hope you can join us starting at 310 tomorrow. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For L.A., two runs, three hits, no errors. They left on seven. For the Padres, one run, five hits, no errors. They left on seven as well. Dustin May picks up the win. He improves to four and one. The losing pitcher was Blake Snell, who drops to one and five. Save goes to Evan Phillips, picks up his fourth save of 2023. Time of game here tonight, two hours and 37 minutes, and the crowd at Petco Park, the 12th sellout already of the season, 42,402. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 4.10. Our pregame coverage begins at 3.10. Certainly hope you can join us. Until then, for great studio coordinator Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Los Angeles Dodgers 2 and the San Diego Padres 1. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.